RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. As you probably know, we were intending to have a break right now, but uh, really there's just too much going on. So we decided to do a bonus political panel for the week. So we called a few people up and said, hey, let's uh, meet up on Tuesday morning here at RCR. So on the panel this morning on our sort of, uh, I suppose you call it, uh, one of those shops that they knock up in no time, slap up store or whatever, knock up shop. Pop up, pop up store. Pop up, knock up, that's something completely different. (laughs) All right, uh, so uh, Cam Slater, um, Marty Gibson, and Marie Busky join me, and uh, it's great to have you guys at short notice. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no, no problem. My pleasure. Right. All right, so you've heard what Winston had to say there when we talked to him. He kind of knows he's in a, a strong position, obviously, though he's keeping it focused and serious by the sounds of things and not, not really into light banter at the moment. When I hear him talk, I think about Napoleon's advice to never interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. This is what he's been doing with David Seymour for the past month. And I think people are reassessing, you know, who's going to be the unstable one. That's my gut feeling about it. It's an interesting um, poll because Jenna Lynch hyped it all day about how this was a game changer poll. But you know what? It's pretty much the same as the One News Varian poll that was released last Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, it was overhyped by uh, by Jenna Lynch, and I would have thought she'd have known better um, given uh, who her partner is. Um, this is not good news for ACT. They've slumped 1.3% in this poll. That shows that the voting public is looking at David Seymour's antics. Uh, they're seeing his unprofessional behaviour, and they're saying, yeah, not so much us. And... Uh, New Zealand First has has climbed up in this poll over five percent, and now with Christopher Luxon, you know, uh, yesterday morning having to uh, finally admit that he was going to have to pick up the phone and deal with Winston Peters, that's given a whole lot of voters that that are out there that are sitting there wavering, going, "Oh, I don't know if I can vote for Luxon." It's given them an excuse now for somewhere to put their vote. They're, they're probably never going to be the kind of voters that would vote for ACT. They're, they're probably people who voted Labour at the last election, but they're not comfortable with Luxon and his vacillation and his, you know, wetness. And they're, they're looking for a safe haven to put their vote. And now they've finally got one because Luxon has said he'll talk to Winston. Winston's over 5%. So they can pretty much guarantee that he's going to return. And that 5.2%, um, uh, that means that's six seats. Right, if he gets up to eight percent, that'll be ten seats, uh, or just a. And we know eight point eight percent is is eleven seats. So you know the the three freedom uh, candidates in New Zealand first are really on the cusp of getting there. Yeah. Uh, ba- based on that, just another just another you know three percent, and uh, on to New Zealand first, and you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get Kirsten Murphy in there, and you're going to you're going to get uh, Erica um, Harvey in there as well. And then if they get another percent on top of that, you'll end up with Lee Donahue. And that was smart, wasn't it? Sort of just putting them just close enough to reach out to. I mean, that's why I'd vote New Zealand first is to get some people into Parliament who are willing to cr- question the the narrative that seems to be happening from the circled wagons of media politicians the medical establishment mm. and it's not even as i often say it's not even hey 
this is what I think. It's like, hey, you know, if we turn off the discussion, it's like turning off the gas alarm in a coal mine, you know, and, and I think a lot of New Zealanders are nervous about that, whatever they think. And speaking of, you know, turning off the discussion, I mean, maybe David Seymour needs to take a leaf out of the Greens books, who have been conspicuously absent during this election campaign. And they've been up. keeping They've been keeping all their crazies locked down, thank you, comrade, and hardly said anything, and all they've done is go up and go up and go up and go up. Yeah. And, you know, this is kind of like the stars aligning. I've been saying this for months that we're going to see national slide back to a position where they can't just deal with ACT. You're going to see ACT uh, exceed themselves with arrogance, and you're going to see Winston Peters build, and he looks like he's peaking at the right time. Yeah. And, exactly. and it, you know, it's it's also stars aligning for Reality Check Radio too, because last week I had Erica Harvey on, on the, you know, interviewing her on my show on The Crunch, and this week I've got Lee Donahue and Kirsten Murphy. So, you know... Um, that's that's why we exist. That we can give these candidates some exposure to see why it's worthwhile, you know, investing in in a minor party that's got some freedom candidates that, are, and, that, that and have the, the other, possibility of getting there. And the other uh, candidates too that I think again have been forgotten have been Māori, and there are a lot of Māori now who are feeling really disillusioned with Labour. They feel like they've been let down, but they're also feeling exceptionally disillusioned with Te Party Māori. And I think. The assumption that Rawiri will hold Wairiki mm. is actually becoming quite a big assumption. Uh, Kushla Tangahiri Manual is polling at the moment to take out Ikaraa Rāwhiri. Bye bye, Mecca. I think Debbie is um, not leading over in Hauru. So I haven't heard what's going on in Wairiki, but that seat's bounced backwards and forwards election after election. If he loses that, bye bye, three seats to Party Māori. But it's also, but it, but it's also a death knell for any list MP in the Labor Party because if the if the Labor Party gets those seats back, then that's three positions that disappear from the list, and you're going to see, uh, you know, almost a decapitation strategy in place with the Labor Party now, where their senior leadership, both in Maori and in the rest of the caucus, people like Willie Jackson are not going to get back. Aisha Verrill will be unemployed. Um, she's highly politicised now, so going back into the health system is a people are going to go. I don't know if we can have a former Labour MP back in the health system. Oh, yeah, I'm you know, um, yeah, probably. But um, you know, David Parker is going to be unemployed as well. Uh, Grant Robertson is within a, a, a you know a Nat's dick really of um, of of losing his uh, list seat as well. Awesome. Um, could, could I say that we've actually. I don't know if I, I, you know, should say this too loudly, but we've been actually quite accurate in our yes. predictions over not not just the last week or so, about about the last two months. Actually. But this isn't hard, though. Oh, I know, but we we're about you the know, only the, ones saying it. Well, that's because we haven't got our heads jammed up our, our fundament. You know, basically, we, we actually just look at the facts and we assess the facts based on what we know from our knowledge of the past what sort of a cycle this is looking like. That's why I'm always looking, say, is this 1996? Is this 1999? Is this 2002? I'm trying to gauge where what this feels like so that I can then uh, assess what the traffic is going to look like and where it's going. And it's not good for Labour. It's great for the Greens, but, you know, James Shaw will be out there like a peacock strutting around going, oh, we're going to have the biggest number of Green MPs. Yeah, mate, but you're in opposition. So yeah, well, you yeah. said that about your BA too, James. Yeah. 
What what BA? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, Winston did say in that interview that he thought basically the National Party were over the Winston derangement syndrome now. Well, they have to be. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the derangement syndrome is from him telling the truth. You know, like I keep going back to that comment Andrea Vance made in one of her columns where she said, you know, that Winston Peters had some people in his um, in his some list list candidates who um, could derail the national conversation, which, you know, I've said before, very telling admission that the national conversation is on rails. And there's stuff that, you know, you got to talk about it. And, Quite a bit and, out loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think, as I said, a lot of Kiwis want that. We've got to have a devil's advocate in Parliament. It's been so creepy the way they've all been bleating along in tune. There'll yeah, be some they, there'll be some nervous people though. If Winston gets his way, he'll have to get his way, won't he? On an inquiry, I mean, that's yeah. Uh, he's built his uh, support to, to this level on that substantially. There'll be some nervous people around, won't there? Now, yeah. Well, well you know, the thing is, is it, is the people that need to be held to account on this uh, will pretty much either be out of parliament because they've already bolted, like Ardern or are about to lose their seats. But Hipkins will be the last man standing, and the, he'll just be sitting there grinning while there's this inquiry that's saying that everything that he said on that podium of truth when he took over from Ardern to super expose himself was all a bunch of lies. Because mm. it's being shown up daily now um, that that this is all happening. you know. And, and like I always said, we're nine months behind the rest of the world. And unfortunately, our dying has started. And yeah. you're seeing it more and more in the media now. People all of a sudden died suddenly. Yeah, yeah oh, one in a hundred people having have had serious uh, adverse reactions. You're more likely to go to hospital from from the safe and effective than from what it was there to uh, protect us against. Uh, the, yeah, the numbers there, as I said on Media Matters last week, we're at the stage where just like a bunch of criminals, you can just imagine them all getting together saying, hey, no one talks. Lie in unison. Everyone walks. So I'm talking Lie about the nervousness. Lie in unison. Yeah. And Hipkins needs to be nervous because I think what people forget is it's easy to put lay blame with Jacinda, but Chris Hipkins was there in lockstep at her right side every single step of the way. Yeah. He was health minister, then he was COVID minister. He was there the entire Police time. Minister. Yeah. Yeah. Could have prevented well. kids from getting jabbed, was advised to do so, Whoa. thought okay. the messaging would be too hard, so just lumped them on in. And, and now those, was um, hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a price to pay for that. Ed, yeah, Dowd, who's been on this, Ed Dowd, who's been on this program, is now saying, and we haven't caught up with him just in the last short period of time, but he was saying to Naomi Wolf that they're going, those who are caught in this trap, let's say, are going to be running around like cockroaches. Yeah, scurrying, scurrying. scurrying. You the watch. worrying thing is, I mean, do they expect, you know, is it a case of, and I know he, everyone, you know, the Hitler analogies make people nervous, but, you know, remember his comment, who remembers the Armenian Christians? You know, are they just thinking, hey, you know, there's going to be some casualties, but by the time it comes out, we'll have so much control, we'll have all this laws against misinformation, we'll be able to keep a lid on it. Well, yeah, they've, got, they've, they've, yeah. they've run out of time to pass laws. What happens to ACT now? It seems to me, and what do I know? I'm no expert in this, but it seems to me that they're on the wrong trajectory and it probably won't stop where it is at this poll. Yeah, that's the, 
you know, million dollar question, what, where's ACT going to go? I think that a few of these polls had them way too high. Right. Um, David mm. Seymour himself admitted at a barbecue at my place that he always thought that the ACT party was a 10% party. And uh, so he wasn't going to try very hard to get anything more than that because he didn't think squeezing that extra few percent was worth it. Um, but now that's kind of blown up in his face. And, and you know, uh, one of my staff was saying, um, I hope he's got something to scrape the egg off his smug face um, come election day. And I think that's going to be true. I, they'll probably land about where they are now, eight, about 8%, you know. That's my gut feeling. And and I, I can really, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a surge, you know, Acts not putting up any photos of how many people are at their public meetings. Winston Peters is going to, uh, you know, places like Whanganui, getting 500 people. He was in Pyro the other day, 600 people at Pyro. In Pyro. In Pyro, right? These are small yeah. places where they are flocking in to listen to, you know, the rascal um, tell <laughs> tell his story, you know, and – they're lapping it up, and I think the media have missed this. They haven't got anybody um, traveling along with Winston Peters as he's going around the country. Has River of Freedom had anything to do with this? That's a fair enough question. Yeah, it has. I, th I think so, because think it's wake so. woken up a whole lot of people, you know, and you know, I put a challenge to Michael Bassett on my show last week that he should go and watch it, and um, I'm going to keep hassling him until he does mm. because because it's people like him who who – who will change their minds about these things and they're, they're uh, verbose enough and erudite enough to be able to write about what they've seen in that movie. You know, we saw that little weasel on from Stuff try to write a, a bad review but couldn't actually write a bad review, so he just had to slander a few more people <laughs> on the way through, right? So, you know, I think you're right. I think River of Freedom has had a huge impact and it was released just at the right time. And everyone's talking about it. It's the number one movie in New Zealand. Is it? Do you reckon? I thought it was last time I saw it was number ten. No, it's number one. Oh, uh, it made number one. Yeah. Oh wow, awesome! I reckon it's like our three... app made number one. Okay. Mm. There, are, there are three things that are going to push New Zealand first even higher, in my opinion. I think that there's going to be some Labour voters who are going to want to chuck a grenade into the <laughs> into the mix, just you know, because a little bit of retribution. Yep, a little bit of Utu. Uh, I think that um, I think that there's a mood in New Zealand to get race relations back on track, back on track, back on track, and um, and I think New Zealand First is is that um, juncture where Maori and Pākehā meet in a way mm. that is is positive. We can all and, live um, with it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. As you say, Paul, there's there's you know, and Cam, you know, we're ninety days behind everyone else. Um, you know, I mean, people. I know people who have, have died suddenly over the past month. Um, Same here. I, I think that combined with River, River of Freedom is going to broaden the freedom vote. I think he'll get... Well, know, well it's got to the point, Marty, possible. that every time you hear of someone dying, the first question you ask, the Thanks. first filter that is applied is that one. I managed to push it down, but I asked myself. It's always, it's always there. Anyway... Has anybody got anything more to say about those poll results? I mean, again, as you, you've always said, Cam, is look at the trends. Mm. And I think the trend has become very, very clear. Uh, and I, the big question, Mark, I have on this is this Māori vote. I, I'm seeing a lot of volatility there. And I think uh, ignore it at your peril. The, the last thing I'd say is that um, 
this poll is interesting, but it, it confirms every other poll on where it's heading on that. And and I think what Christopher Luxon has realised is that if he brings Winston Peters into the tent, he's got three prominent Maori people in New Zealand first who can go after some of the issues that he's way too wet and woke to go after. Um, he can get Winston Peters, Shane Jones, Casey Costello, all three very competent Maori MPs who will be in Parliament on these results, who can be appointed to Minister of Maori Affairs or, or things like that, and actually say and do the things that the National Party is too squeamish to say and do. And I think that's part of his rationale with his you know, announcement yesterday morning about, about saying that he'll talk to Winston Peters. Yeah. New Zealand First gives him a license to say, well, that's actually New Zealand First who's saying that. But he's got no choice. The numbers no, say no that choice. he has to talk yeah. to him. Otherwise, you know, you might as well go get another job. Well, that's what I always said. It was going to end up like this. And, yeah. you know, we have been accurate. And you're right, Paul, because we are actually doing what the other media are failing to do, and that's proper analysis. Government funding are inversely proportioned, aren't they, in the yeah. quality of political journalism, I notice. Yeah, how well, much that, government that, funding do we have? That would be yeah. zero. And bugger all. Um, that poll did, uh, the way they presented it, they it kind of they sounded surprised that he'd got to that. Like they'd only just got the news. Well, you know? when you when you live on the grandstand of the inside of your own anus, Paul, you can be surprised by a lot of things. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, very well put. All right. So, uh, any last Brown words be, before we resume normal <laughs> transmission? Well, yeah. I mean, the News Hub um, were a little bit naughty as well. They're trying to brand this as a coalition of chaos, picking up the Labour Party's own line and trying to put that into the poll. But you know what? No one cares about the Labour Party anymore. And um, Christopher Hipkins is now no longer the preferred Prime Minister. It's now Christopher Luxon, sadly, but. Chris Hipkins, no one's listening to him. He's just yapping like the dog that's been locked in a, in a inside for too long, and eventually you just get sick of hearing The owners are it. on holiday. Yeah, the owners are on holiday. The dog's yapping. The cat's stolen all the food, and no one cares. Uh, well, actually, that's a good point. It must be tough for some of the mainstream media folk um, to realise that they're not the geniuses they thought they were, and they've had it all completely wrong. Yeah, it's like that. So I remember Katie Bradford's comment a few elections ago. It just seems no matter what we say, no matter what we do, the, the polls, polls don't move. Exactly. Oh. I remember that. That's uh, what she said. And they do sound surprised. God, we've been ragging on this guy. We've been warning everyone about the dangers of these nut bar conspiracy theorists, and people still. Yeah, oh, we just aren't propagandering it hard enough. Well, well that must um, hurry the collapse of the model. Surely. Well, I hope so. I mean, but what we're seeing here, though, is the media party, and let's face it, they are involving themselves in the political process without the having the temerity to stand themselves. So I call them the media party. They've been trying to get Luxon to say he wouldn't work with Winston to try and sabotage a potential coalition, right? So... Why would you want to do that in the interest of the nation? Well, so that they can, they don't care. It's not it's in the about, interest of the nation. It's gotcha politics. It's gotcha media. That, That's what they do, right? So now Jenna Lynch and and all of her, you know, pals, and they're all young, and they haven't got enough institutional knowledge of politics to say anything meaningful. To be fair, dad. there's a few young males around, but it's substantially in the TV space. Seems to be women. 
Well, you know, well, in, in terms it of goes along commentators, with I only listen right. to da- Barry Soper because he's got the, the length of time to well, he's on his back at the by- moment. Bypass Soper, yeah. 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 Well, uh, I know where he's been. <laughs> in fact, I got one more pipe than he did. Well, <laughs> I hope he's doing all right. No, well, he should be. It's it's, it's Barry's a, a good Gary, Barry's a well trodden path. He's a very, very astute person when it comes to com- commenting on politics. And, you know, I hope that he sticks around for a bit longer because I really value his opinions. Well, I'm living proof. Yeah, good. That you stay around too. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Keep the uh, cholesterol as just, low as I can. Just watch Just watch the media, though. They'll now prod and poke Seymour to try and get him to say something. Okay, tell stupid. us what we can expect to see. But let, let's lay this out and, and see how close we are when it, the time comes. Well, as I said, I reckon that you know their their plot to get Luxon to count Winston out has failed, right? Right. And so they're going to move squee- on from that. He got squeezed. So the next thing they've got to do is to try and create this perception of a coalition of chaos. And so they're not going to get anywhere with Winston. He's far too wily for them. He'll be saying yep. he'll be smiling and saying, "I can work with anyone. It's for the benefit of the nation." Blah blah blah. Luxon's going to do the same thing. So the weak link is David Seymour. And you're going to see the media start poking and prodding him to try and get him to say something stupid. And the other thing I think too is it's Wednesday night, I think is the next debate. We already saw a drop in the polls after they both debated last time. Yep. I think the more they talk, the more people are leaving. There's no point in having another debate. It's pointless. It's just a waste of time, isn't it? We'll we'll get the little pink trotters flailing around the speckled head and the ginger boy that no one likes. It it was interesting after the last debate that um, Cunliffe was calling National and Labour the purple parties. That's rich coming from him. Just remember, he's sorry for being a man. Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's interesting when there's that admission, admission that they're essentially the same Thing. Yeah, they are. So, so do we say that there's no chance now that uh, I know that there was very little chance anyway, but that grand coalition situation, yeah. not, not until there's a true nationalist party rise up and threaten the heads you lose, tails they win, head yeah. your money. Yeah, but just remember what's at stake here. Remember what Ed Dowd said. Yeah, uh, all know, some off. people could be you know running you know for their proverbial you know. I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, Christopher Luxon. So I mean, he could actually. Happily coinc- you know, coalesce inside the Labour Party easily. So, mm, and could no. David lose his job after this if it doesn't pan out? David Seymour. Seymour. Yeah, you know, if he has eleven MPs, that's only one more than he's got now. They haven't really got anybody who could take over from him. But you never know with small parties. You know, only takes some. Um, six out of the eleven, and it's all over Red Rover. But someone could say, "Hey, it was you that caused that." Well, they could, but it's you know, it's you never know with small parties. It doesn't take much to tip somebody over in small parties because there's so there's so few of them, right? And they all they need to do is have a few drinks the night before, and it's all over. And so, the other thing too, Cam, is that whole teal situation as well. I mean, yeah. forget his party tipping Seymour over on these results. The um, if Luxon was that keen on a two party coalition, he just needs to look at the Greens, doesn't he? Well, that's right. He's got the Greens there as a backup. They're sitting there at 14.2. It's not quite enough to get them there, right? Because what are they on? 39.1 plus 14.2. That's, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the one you got to keep an eye out for, I would say. That's the one. 
Well, yeah. buckle up if, if that does happen because they know something about. Oh, gosh, I tell you what, there won't be enough Chardonnay in the world for that for me, just saying. Far out. I don't know if we should end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have at least a reasonable day. All right. Okay, anything more to say before we go back to our regular transmission, which is for this uh, extended weekend that we're having here at RCR? A lot going on in the background, by the way, to make it bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, listen to the crunch on Thursday, four o'clock. I'll have Lee Donahue and uh, Kirsten Murphy on the show. Yeah, I've met Lee Donahue. He came to the uh, we came here for Freedom premiere in Lower Hut with his mother. His mother is his mm. campaign director. He seems a thoroughly nice chap. Former actor. Yeah, and Marty and I will be back tomorrow. I tell you what I, I found interesting in, on the crunch last week was that Matt King's uh talking about how he, you know, got told, hey, if you don't believe in uh anthropogenic climate change as the primary driver of climate change, then there's no place in the National Party for you. If you don't believe in mandating experimental right. gene therapy. And, and his admitting, you know, saying, you know, there were a lot of national MPs who who thought, well, you know. And I think that culling of dissenting voices from ACT and National has been thoroughly disgusting, and I can't be the only person thinking that. No. All right. Well, that's our little uh, pop-up uh, political panel for this Tuesday morning. We'll be back to do it again on Friday as the scheduled program back with our panellists. So thanks, guys, for coming in at short notice this morning. No worries. You're welcome. My pleasure. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.